Romers, good morning, afternoon, evening. Coach Doty and AB are finally back. We took a couple of weeks off after the Houston fiasco. It was a rough end of the season, and we're moving on. We are not going to talk about the game. It's been too long, in our opinions, to even dive back into the game. But, um, yeah, we're, we're moving on, and we're looking – forward we're looking ahead to the off season a lot of people's favorite times both myself and ab really love this time of year for multiple of reasons ab how are you doing good yeah you ready to, to be- uh to dive in here today um we are filming on a wednesday excuse me almost a thursday the wednesday before the senior bowl so a couple topics we want to talk about in this episode is just that, the Senior Bowl. Um, leading up to it, we're going to give you a couple of guys, different positions, guys to look out for. If you're going to watch the game, I know a lot of people don't, but you'll see a lot of highlight stuff on your social media outlets over the course of the next, well, three months. Um, and a lot of these guys, if you look back over the last couple of years, that are current Buffalo Bills played in this game, your quarterback included. So, um, dive into the senior bowl, and then we're going to start to talk about free agency. Um, both our current free agents or guys that are set to be free agents, uh, what we think we should do with them, keep, resign potential deals, not for everybody, but you know, for the bigger fish in the sea. Um, and just overall team needs. Basically, this is going to be an off season preview overview. Um, and then uh, as we go throughout the offseason, we'll do stuff specifically on the draft, specifically on the combine, specifically on positions and things like that. So tonight's just about an overview. Um, you know, like I said, free agency, we'll get to our guys and then also other options that we can acquire talent um, from other teams and guys that are set to be free agents there. So let's, uh, what do you say we start with free agency? How's that sound? Yeah, we'll we'll start with our guys and we'll work our way down uh, to some potentially yeah. UFAs. Yeah. Yeah. And again, too, like, it's so early in the process. Obviously, you know, we're a month and a half out from when we can actually sign guys. So there's a lot of right. things that, you know, transition tags, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, franchise tags, those can still be applied. Guys can be re-signed. So it's really, really early. You got to work through the weeds a little bit, but right. uh, yeah. So we'll, you know, and very the- early out season, off season look, look ahead. Here. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, you know, as if you, if you're a Bills fan and you don't know how much money that the Bills have in free agency, you're dumb because it's been talked about forever. Um, 88, $89 million, almost $90 million to spend. Uh, not that they're going to spend it all, um, and nor do I think that they should. Um, but just diving right into it, I had the list of all of our guys, top to bottom, from, you know, the guys that we think are going to get paid the most to, you know, your uh, exclusive rights for agents who basically, if you offer a contract, they're on your team again. So let's just start with the big one. Or big ones. I think if you were to group the three, uh, they're both on the their respective lines, defensive line and offensive line, um, to that of obviously Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, and Quentin Spain. I would think that those are the top three of our free agents. Um, and let's start with uh, with uh, Phillips himself. 
Um, well, just just to piggyback off that, so I I kind of like that's a great way to to you know put them in buckets. The other way I look at it too is like Phillips and Shaq are my big not big ticket because they're not you know top five available players potentially, but right. the guys that are gonna they're gonna get the significant coin, right? Um, or at least you know they hope so. Um, but yeah, no. So that's a way I look at it too. Is that those are my two higher price guys and then you sort of you know have the spains of the world um but we'll we'll dive into that so just yeah. another no thing that i know how i kind of compartmentalize right yeah no i i have my guys that you know I, like you said bucket that's actually a good way to put it you have buckets right so the big bucket is is those guys and i, I truthfully i would put spain in that bucket not just because of or lack thereof of money for spain he's not going to get you know 12 million dollars like a jordan Phillips is looking for or Jack Loss is looking for eight, nine, ten, whatever it is. But nevertheless, in terms of importance to the team um, and bringing him back, uh, that's why I would put him in that bucket. You have your middle of the road guys, and then you know your younger type that you can continue to uh, groom and develop and things like that. So Jordan Phillips, twenty-seven years old. Obviously, we all know the year that he had this year statistically. Became a, a pretty quick fan favorite uh, since last October when he was brought in, cut from Miami, picked up by Bean, um, and made an impact. Certainly did. There's there's no question about it. Um, I I do think there were some games in which he kind of started to disappear. It sucks that it was one of or the last game of the season versus Houston where he literally did nothing in terms of stats. Um, but, uh, you know, he's he's looking for a, a big deal, obviously. He thinks that he should be paid top three, four, five in the league based off of one year's of work. Uh, he took a one-year flyer deal last year to stay with Buffalo. Um, I don't know exactly what the money was. I forgot. Was it like? Three, I think it was like four million. Yeah, three five. and a half, four and a half, something like that. Um, um, so, again, I. Spotrack has him, and that's why I love, I love that website. It's, they were protect eight last I checked, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. So they have him at six six point one annual salary, a three year deal, eighteen and a half million dollars. That is as of today, January twenty second. And that's interesting because that would not put him in the top step five of the position. There's um, MLJ more, more uh, Marcel Louis Jacques. Actually, I think obviously it's like Donald, uh, Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox. There's a, there's a Buffalo actually has two of the top ten in right and in average either in average annual value or the cap number right um, with with Star and at Oliver right and he actually made a good point in saying it's like you really think that for a rotational player. And, and mind you, that that's what Jordan Phillips was. And I know, understand that there's a heavy rotation with all of them. Right. Um, but that if they were to do that, you would have three defensive tackles in the top 10, even if he gets that $6 million. Right. Um, which is just crazy to me. I mean. I, yeah. I mean, you're – so here's, here's, here's what I'll, I'll break this down two ways. I mean, I mean ignore the, the name of the player for, for a second. I have no problem whatsoever investing heavily into my defensive line. Because as you're seeing with the San Francisco 49ers, they did that. The, mm-hmm. Obviously, the majority have been draft picks. 
but they've been very high draft picks. And the San Fran D line has literally brought them to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they've been now. I, I, the I'm thing not, is, those guys are all elite. To, correct. Know, I, right. I, I get that. But my, my point is, is that I have no problem investing whether yeah. draft picks or capital into the D line because it can be a unit that can win you games consistently yeah. and be and, and ruined game plans for offenses. So I'm fine with that. Now, like MLJ said, it's now is Jordan Phillips the guy worth investing in? Is he worth investing because, like you said, he's a rotational player? He played on, I don't know, the percentage of, of snaps. Um, not not to that of an Aaron Donald, obviously. And that was the whole big thing last week with him and Buffalo Rumblings going back and forth on Twitter about, you know, he was talking about his snaps and compared to Donald snaps and, and comparing the, the output in terms of tackles and sacks. And he obviously was bringing up sacks because he was the second or number two or tied maybe. I'm, I'm not sure in terms of defensive tackle sacks. Uh, mind you, five and then came in two games. Um, so, uh, you know, look, I, he's he's a juice guy. I, I do like him. I think he's he's made the most of his opportunity. Um, but you know, as they say, if if somebody else comes in and says, you know, we want to make this guy one of our foundation pieces and pay him fifty, sixty million dollars, Jordan, I appreciate all the times you pumped up the crowd, but I'm not paying you that much money. Right. No, and, and I. I agree. And I, I like, I like how he's embraced it here. Um, I think he feels like he had a home here. Um, I, I just, here's my issues with, with Jordan Phillips. And I look at it a couple different ways. Um, first of all, you look at, you look at, at his size and for his size, he's a freak athlete. If you really think about it, he's just right. a guy in the three, what the three thirties range, right. you know, big, big human being, but he was, their worst interior run defender by far. Hundred percent. Yep. And, and you look at a guy like I would love. I would love to play Jordan Phillips at the one technique in place of Star Latoulay any day of the week. The problem is, is that Jordan Phillips is just not that player against the run. I don't know if he brings it against the run. I mean, I think playing the run like that, especially that position, it's sort of an effort thing. I'm not going to say it's everything, but right. you look at the way Ed, Ed Oliver plays, and then. You know, right. and and that's why you say you know him not showing up, you know, against Houston. Obviously, the whole D line front seven had a phenomenal day that day. Right. But Ed Oliver is. I mean, they they drafted. So you're comparing. You're not comparing Jordan Phillips to, to Starla Tulay because right. not. Like, you can't just plug him there because he's a big body. I mean, right. I'm not a big Starla Tulay fan at all, but I don't think he had a bad year. I think he's just overpaid, but the guy for the most part does what you ask him to do. Right. Um, and, and I, so am I, if I play that guy and I pay him all this money and he's not going to, I'm not going to get the production out of him because he's going to be taking up blocks and he's not going to be playing the run. Right. Where I had to have that Oliver. And I, so I just, I don't know where it fits for Jordan Phillips. I mean, like you said, if he wants to sign another one of those prove it deals or, or hell, even for the six million, I might do that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think he, he, I'm he's, not giving him Fletcher, Fletcher Cott, no. Geno Atkins, and Aaron Allen no. money. I'm not. I'll be honest. The the six million average, a three year, eighteen million dollar deal, 
I would be totally fine with. I'd be totally fine. He's 27 years old. If I can get him on a rotation, add him to, you know, the guys he had. Because you got to think, after next year, Star's gone, I, I think. Yeah. Star's gone. They're moving on. He, he's older. They move on. So now all of a sudden you have Phillips. You'd have, well, Phillips Phillips with Harry Phillips, Harrison Phillips. And then you'd also obviously have Oliver. You'd, you know, have to add a guy. Um, well, see, that's what I – and I and I honestly – I like Vincent Taylor. I don't know if he's a guy – and this isn't what really we're talking about here, but I don't know if, if Vincent Taylor's a guy that – he's obviously going to come back for camp next year. Right. He make the roster ultimately. I mean, a lot's got to determine. But I liked the little we saw of him. Right. I liked it. I, well, I liked he, he's a run-stuffing he's, defensive he's tackle. One... Right. He's a run-stuffing defensive tackle. Harrison Phillips is obviously can can do both, and he was, as Sal Capaccio said, their best defensive lineman for the first three weeks until he got hurt. It's no coincidence that a week after he got hurt, all of a sudden the team can't stop the run. Um, I'm not calling Harrison Phillips Aaron Donald, but again, you saw, like you said, effort. Sometimes stopping the run is all effort. Um, and certainly, you know, the, the white Phillips has – I shouldn't say that because it's 2020 – Harrison Phillips gives a little bit more effort than Jordan Phillips does. doesn't make a difference what the skin color is. He just does. Yeah. So, um, you know, but again, too, I, I have a guy who I think, in terms of rushing the passer from an interior lineman standpoint with Oliver over the next four years, I think be able to replenish or replace the production that Jordan Phillips gave the, me. The, the thing is, too, and I – I, I really believe Ed Oliver is going to be a game wrecker in this league. I, I firmly believe that. I yep. do. And I think he had to learn the nuances of the NFL game. He was he never played three technique at college. Yeah. Um, completely miscast. Play, he was playing nose tackle. Yeah. At three at, – at, or at 275 or whatever he was. Um. But I think Ed Oliver is going to be an absolute game record. And I think obviously we he flashed a lot at certain you know that that back half of the season there, with right? Cowboys. Which to piggyback it off is impressive for a guy that doesn't typically play when he does. You talk about hitting the rookie wall; it happens every year to guys that they get to mid to late November and all of a sudden their production slips. He got better, right? And I and the thing is with Jordan Phillips, and and I'm not taking anything away from him, but you look at it. Like, you know, how they would go about, like, an arbitration hearing. What right. what do we really think about you? And and he had the monster game against Tennessee. Um, and then he had another game. What was it? The Pittsburgh game where he had two sacks? Yeah, Pittsburgh was. Yeah. So that's five of his nine sacks. In, in two, two games. games. That's, you know, to me, like, this defensive line to me, like, it, whatever game it is, everybody's going to have their chance to eat. And right. he he reaped the benefits of that. I mean, there were a lot of times where I mean, Jerry gets doubled, Shaq, you know, even got doubled. You know, so I think there were a lot of guys that did a lot of the dirty work, right? Out of those sacks, and he came free. Not to take anything away from him, but I don't think he'll have the year that he'll he had again in terms of the sack numbers. Right. I still be an effective player. Right. I got to be honest. I really don't think it affects my overall record if he's here or not here next year, ultimately. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Again, we'd like to have him back, but it's, it's for a team friendly cost effective deal. That's, that's the bottom line. 
Um, and that's where I think we're, we're, we're getting with Jordan Phillips. Um, let's let's kind of move on a little bit because yeah, we Jordan Phillips, yeah. Joe. <laughs> no, it's okay. Shaq Lawson is obviously next. Uh, everybody knows the story about Shaq. You don't have to go down the list. He obviously had his best year as a pro. Um, it seemed like he just played with a, at a different level this year, a different intensity, the whole nine. Um, you know, I've had, as you know, I've had my reservations on how much I'm going to pay him simply because you've seen it time and time again that the guy has a great year. Shaq Barrett is another one from Tampa. You have a great year in your contract year, you get paid. And I'm not saying that the guy's going to go eat a bag of Doritos every day and just put his feet up, but can you play? If you can tell me that I'm going to get the same Shaq Lawson that I got last year, I'll give him a four-year $30 million contract. No problem. <laughs> no problem because he stopped the run. He set the edge. He put pressure on the quarterback. His best game came against the MVP in the league, in my opinion, um, or to what people are calling the MVP in the league with Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, Spot Track has him in a four-year, $30.5 million deal, seven and a half uh, a year. So – what totally did I find with that, Coach? What did I What did I say the deal that I would give Shaq Lawson? I, for, I honestly it was like a three for some or four well, for some. I, you, I would give him the Trent Murphy deal. Yeah, yeah. And, what three for twenty seven? Three for twenty five? Yeah, like that? It's, it's right in that neighborhood. Right. I think it's about six seven, depending on the year. Um, right. And that's what I would do. Obviously, you know, count for inflation, but. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so like that—that's what I would give Shaq. You know that I—I I am a big Shaq Lawson guy. Yeah, uh, and I would love to have him back. I—I—I I, I really, I really think he's—it's starting to click for him. Um, I think that he could get. I don't think I don't know if I'll ever think that Shaq will be a. I think he could get to double digit sacks in one year, but I think at the end of the day on average, he'll probably be to the, the six to eight range a year, which is fine for that. Right. Oh. Yeah. I think I said, I, th- I, I think he can have that, that big year, the double digit year, maybe a couple of them. But the, the other thing too about him, he's young. Yeah, he's 26. Yeah. See, he's still a really young player. Um, right. Well, and if you, if you take away his rookie year, we really didn't play all that much. Right. Doesn't have a lot of tread on the tire. Where- wear and tear so um um so for me like i would love to bring Shaq back again it has to be at the right deal and i honestly like i have a feeling with those guys i think they're gonna they're gonna do okay for themselves i don't think they're gonna get what they anticipate they're getting right or you I, know so. no i i, I there agree. is a part of me though with Shaq, and i you you see it with these extracurriculars at the end of the games and stuff and i know he's a very intense and you know, he's a very competitive kid, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that does worry a little bit about the money I'm giving him in the, in the long term. Sure. No, I, I, right. And that, that's why, what does he do in the off season? You know, correct. Care of his body because he's shown that he can get, he he's completely gotten, he looks like an uh, NFL player now. Right. Is that just because he was, like you said, motivated? Right. Or, you know, well, the nice or, thing is, is that with 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 this head coach, at least when he is in the building and he is here, that they're, they're going to be able to reel him in. Right. Uh, it's what are you doing now? 
between now and April when you have, or yeah, April when you have OTAs and things like that, what are you, how are you, like you said, you get that big contract in, in March, you know, do you go buy a yacht and invite the, the 2016 Clemson Tigers to it? I mean, that's, you worry about that stuff with that type of person. Um, so again, he's, a, he's another juice guy. He's another guy that like, you know, he does have the extras and things like that. I love the intensity. You know, I, I, I'm all about the intensity. Sometimes you got to reel him in a little bit, but like you said, he's young. He's actually 25. He's going to be 26 in June. So he's going to turn, he's going to play next season at, at age 26. But uh, basically how I look at it, um, and there's only two guys that I had on my list that I can think of on the top of my head, the quote, move on from list. If I cut Trent Murphy, I can use that $8 million in savings and give that exactly. to Chad Lawson. Exactly. Uh, and I get, I get younger. I get better because Jack Lawson had a better year than Trent Murphy did. Uh, he's a better football player than he is. So I get – everything gets better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would – you know, that, what I would do uh, with Shaq. So, um, last big, big fish, if you will, in this bucket, uh, for me at least, is Quentin Spain, um, a guy that didn't give up a sack all year um, and a guy that – I thought for the majority of the time, if not the whole time, just went about his business, did what he had to do. Uh, I don't think he missed a snap, or if he did, it, no, yeah, he didn't miss a snap on no, all season. He sort of drew the short straw in that Jets game. <laughs> right. Um, he was the only one who played the whole game. Right, yeah. So, you know, he's 29, uh, and I remember, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pat my back uh, when I need to, but I remember when they signed him last year, you and some other people, I texted. I said, "Look, this—he's a—he's a plug and play starting guard, whether it's left guard or right guard, whatever one you want to do. He's a good player. Uh, you saw it, um, and I, you know the continuity on, on offensive line is the biggest reason why I want to bring him back. He's twenty-nine. Yep. I—I think I can get a. I know, think he can play into your thirties at guard. Sure. Well, he didn't play a whole ton early on." in Tennessee he didn't start he didn't start playing until his third year in the league in terms of a, a, a regular starter um so you know again it's tread and, and dude the guy's a bowling ball right so he doesn't have he's not tying secchi that he's got tree trunks or trees for legs he's just he, he takes care of himself uh you know maybe a little maybe could do a little bit more but look that's that's the type of player he is um he he obviously loves the guys he plays with. I would give the guy a two to three year deal. Um, I have no problem paying him four to six million dollars annually because again, you're, you're I'm protecting my investment. You know what <laughs> I was thinking, and it's just done on me. I'm sure he obviously did, but I I don't recall him committing a penalty. I'm yeah, sure he did, I, it's as far like, as you I remember. Between. You know, Feliciano got a bunch. Dawkins obviously. Right. I, he had to be the least penalized guy on the line. Even even Morris had his right. No, right. Morris had a couple holds and you know, uh, you know what? I don't know. Blocking the back. I, I don't know what it was, but right. Well, look. It, at the same time, I, the whole line got better because you got better everywhere. Right. You, you got better at center. You got better at both guards. It's no coincidence and that I, Dawkins took a step forward because right. guys he's playing next to are better. That's the reason I want to bring him back. Right. It Look, he loves Josh. He loves Josh. That's 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 one of the other reasons. And look, you could be 
you know, Spencer Long can love Josh too. And I don't want, I don't need Spencer Long back, but you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's a guy that is, can be a part of it moving forward for at least the next two to three years. I well, don't want to lose that guy. Then all of a sudden say, shit, I got to replace him. Who am I going to do it with? I'm not going to give big money to somebody. Is it going to be a draft pick? Now all of a sudden I got to spend a second round pick on a guard. I just spent a second round pick on an offensive lineman last year. I don't need to do that. Here's give the them- thing too. So Feliciano's got one more deal year next year's his last year on his deal. Right. I think by that time you'll know what you want to do with Cody Ford. And I and I think that the jury is still out for me on Cody Ford. I know I've been hard on him, but I'm giving I think he showed me enough improvement to warrant him playing one more year at right tackle for me. So you signed Spain to a two, you know, three-year deal, like you said, right? Three-year deal. Yeah. I I'd give him three so, for 15. So by the end of next year, if you don't have it with Ford, you kick Ford to right guard or left guard, and then you move Spain to the other one. And then you draft a right tackle or, right. you know, I think they're in a great spot with this. And I, and I think Cody Ford, I think whether, you know where where he ends up or not. I think he can play four positions on the offensive line. Well, maybe not left tackle, but he can definitely play both guards positions for you. Right. So I think you're in a perfect spot. So I guess what I'm saying is I think Cody Ford has the traits to play, be an above average offensive lineman in the NFL. Where that is ultimately, who knows? Right. Um. I, I just a quick looked it up. NFLpenalties.com. Quint Spain had two okay. penalties. How many? Two, two penalties. All he? he had one holding call and one illegal block above the waist. Never <laughs> heard of that one. So, yeah, like he he had to be the least penalized. I mean, play, lineman on the team. It had to be illegal hands to the face. That's maybe that would. Well, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, no, he was. He was. Morris, Morris had three. Actually, um, oh wait, hang on, hang on. I lied, I lied. No, Morse had four, Spain had two. Yeah, no, he had two. Uh, Jordan Phillips, Mr. Jordan Phillips, was the number one penalized Buffalo Bill this year, actually tied with Cody Ford. Both had nine. How many, uh, did Jerry have? Jerry, you, Jerry, you six. Ooh, half of those were pre snap penalties. Yeah. So. As they typically are, but uh, Deion Dawkins eight, Lee Smith eight, of course, you know, why not? Yeah, Feliciano had six and Secchi six, but yeah, so no, again, Quentin Spain's a guy, no, no, and and you know what I love? Guy was leaving the leaving the office after the season ended saying, Hey, listen, I want to wrap this thing up quick, I want to be here, I hope that this thing gets done quick sooner rather than later. So, great thing I, is they can't, they don't have to wait for free agency not to, and he. He's my when I take in when I put it all together with guy the 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 amount that I want said player back and the amount of money that I'm gonna have to pay to bring him back realistically, he's my number one guy. Hundred percent, hundred percent, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Um, wish he was twenty six, but you know, neither here nor there. Um, so. Let's other guys. Now, now we kind of get into the. You mind if I take this one? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. So, just piggybacking off of the line here, Adrian Waddle is a guy that I absolutely want to bring back next year. Yeah, I think that you. I think that 
you you do that you go about it the same way with what you did last year with with the pitch count with with Inseki and you know Ford. I would I would assume that they're going to want to work Ford in a little bit more and have it be less 50-50 right with Inseki. But Adrian Waddell, like if if I bring Adrian Waddell back. I don't have to worry about Ryan Bates playing any tackle for me. Right. Right. And so I, I thought that what his, he had a underrated injury and I joked about that, that guy going into last year. I, there's a couple jets fans I know. And I go, and I'm, you know, I'm running my mouth and I you go, know, I, I go watch Adrian Waddell or Waddle. I, I say Waddell. Whatever. Adrian Waddle, 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 Waddle. Um, who, by the way, had no issues getting home from Nashville that day, by the way. So I'm at the yeah. airport, American <laughs> Airlines. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I go, watch, he's going to be your starting right guard, right tackle this year. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down, kiss of death. Right. But, um, I, I think that, I think that his injury was a, was a little bit underrated because you, you, you wouldn't have, I mean, you missed Inseki for how long and thank God. Nothing happened with Ford either due to injury or him just blowing up and playing terrible. Right. Oh, so yeah. I, no, I would totally bring him back. I think he's going to be cheap. And right. I, I would, I underrated want him back. Right. Yeah. Well, he can play both tackle positions too. Right. So now, yeah. Do I want Waddle playing my, you know, be my left tackle for two months? No. But, you know, again, spot duty. This guy's a vet. He's been around. He's 29. Yeah. Give him another one year deal. Here you go, and and I'll, I'll even keep your wife. She can, you know, love Bills Mafia even when you you can actually play now. Yeah, um, yeah that's another guy. He's a she's a uh, so all right. So we're I, I forgot. I don't want to make it official official, but Jordan Phillips we said based on contract, but same thing with Shaq Lawson. I I just want a, a, a yes or no. Yes or no is Jordan Phillips back with the Bills? Do I want him back or yeah. is he? I should say, yeah. Do you want him back? <laughs> it's never just a one. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, realistically, no. Flip that. I don't flip want that. to pay. Do you think he's back? As is, is Brandon Bean says, if you want to come back to me, I'll talk. Right. Um, do okay. I think he's back? No. Okay. So no, no Jordan. Shaq Lawson. Is Shaq Lawson back? Yes. Okay. So Shaq is back. Well, I mean, we both agree that what do you, what is do you back. Think? No, I, I do. I checked him. I, I crossed out Phillips. I think Phillips is going to get more money than we're going to offer him. I think they're going to give Shaq a fair deal, knowing that they really don't have anything at defensive end. Um, and if they don't, if they don't resign Shaq, barring they sign a bigger free agent, which we we'll get to in a little bit, which we actually got to speed up here, um, then. I mean, your first round pick is probably going to be defensive end, whether people like it or not. I mean, this is probably going to happen. I, I can't, I can't trot out, you know, Daryl Johnson for sixteen games. I like Daryl Johnson, but I think I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm going to be in, uh, have an issue if he's my starting right oh, defensive you, end. All you can't, you cannot go in next year with Trent Murphy. Oh well, that too. Yeah, I, I well, I, I moved on from Trent, so he gets off my radar a little bit. But yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so Shaq back, Quinn Spain back. Uh, Waddle back, and I, I had I had that too. Here's another guy. We can actually start fuming, uh, fuming through these real quick here. Spencer Long, 
he's, bring him back. He's got a club option, so actually they can decline it. Yeah, um, I, w- I would bring him back, honestly. Yeah. Right. So, so you bring him back. Uh, Kevin Johnson, interesting piece. Obviously, he had, uh, had a lot of playing time, had his moments, good moments, a couple bad ones, but, you know, 28 years old. What do you think? Kevin Johnson, another maybe one, two-year deal? Does he, you know, think that the grass is greener, maybe gets more money on the outside? Yes, I do. Um, I know that he had a rough one against Houston. Um, but yes, I do. I, I think he's talented. Um, a little bit like in Seki, I think that you got to worry a little bit with how much you use him. So okay. um, I would. So back or not back? back? What's that? Back or not back? Yes, I would bring him back. I think back. he's back. Um, I don't think he's going to cost you a ton. Okay. Uh, I think that obviously in. in um, Levi Wallace also has a – he's a restricted. Yeah, I was going to get to him in a little bit. Um, but so I think that I like that tandem. I would add one more via free agency and or the draft um, as well. I think they were a little thin there than they have been in past years, but yes to Kevin Johnson. Okay. Um, and now we're, we're getting into some of the, uh, the season vets. Julian Stanford, 29-year-old linebacker, special teamer. I think they bring him back. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maurice Alexander, another guy they brought no. in, special teamer, crossed him off the list. Uh, I already know the answer to it, but for the fans that don't, Kurt Coleman is a no. Uh, 32, yeah. they'll, they'll move on from Kurt Coleman. Here's, here's a guy, and I think that they might, if he wants to keep playing, I have no problem actually giving him another year deal just for uh, the rotation is Legion. I thought Legion played not awful, given that he was really not playing all that much when he was with the Raiders. Um, 30 years old. Again, he wants to stick around, a rotational guy, you know, vet minimum, things like that. I would have no problem. Your thoughts on Corey Legion? Um, yeah, I, I, I would approach it the way, obviously, I wouldn't wait till the middle of the year, but I would wait well into free agency, no. uh, see what the market is. I think he shirred up a few things on the run, uh, right. the run. Um, so yes, if I, I would, I would wait till after the draft. Let, let's see how <laughs> the agency and the draft play out. Uh, yeah. That was a little Marv Elbert right there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. Yeah. I, All right. I don't, yes, that I would bring him back. I don't know if he is back. Okay. Good, 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 good to, Okay. Uh, we have one more free agent, and then we have two restricted, three exclusive rights. <laughs> My guy, the uh, black Steve Tasker, as they call them, Senor Ice Perry, Sonoris Perry is a free agent. Uh, you know what I said, and hopefully they do not bring him back. I don't need he doesn't serve a purpose for me. I think that Robert Foster showed enough ability on special teams. I think Jaquan, Jaquan Johnson. Right. Um, I don't know. See, the thing is Foster's a great gunner because he's fast. Right. That's so I, I like And he's a decent tackler. Yeah. So no, 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 thanks. Good. No, can I, the thing is, can I like, I want to get away from some of these guys that are the specialized specialists as I call them. Right. Like the, like you're, like, Snores Perry's not my third running back. 
or well, right. fourth, I guess. On game day, he's my third. Like, right. Can I just have a, a, a young player that can play – but TJ Yeldon could play special teams. Right, exactly. So, like, can I, can I just not – like, I don't need these – and I don't even want to say his name. The guy that caught the ball, the, the pass – Again, you know, against we had him last year. I don't even want to say his goddamn name. We had him. You got his. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even want like I don't want those guys. Yeah, I have enough of these special. Well, Lee Smith's the the best blocking, most penalized tight end in football. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I'm. I don't want those guys. Don't. I don't want a younger guy that can do it. Right. Special teams. And gives me a little juice on offense or defense, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, two two restricted frees. It's meaning the Bills offer them a contract. If a team matches, Bills get picks. Isaiah McKenzie and Dean Marlowe. Dean gets the girls and sings the songs. Isaiah McKenzie back. Um, I think they so give him. They offer him a one year contract. I think, I, I, I think, think they do. I think he's in camp. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's back. I don't know if he makes a team. So twenty-five years old, Dean Marlowe, twenty-eight years old. Um, yes, I would bring back Marlowe, special teamer. Um, and then three exclusive right for agents. Basically, if they offer them a contract, they're they're back. They literally can't. The team has to say we're not resigning you for them to become full-on free agents. Uh, Jason Broom Croom uh, is a exclusive right. Missed the entire season. Um, is Jason Kroon back in the Bills uniform next year? Yeah, he'll be back for camp. Um, yeah. Camp body. Um, I, I, you know, on, honestly, I, I think that there's still something about Kroon that's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I mean, he's um, he's, a, he's got a nice cushy little spot right now. You know, given right. his uh, personal life. Sure. Um, but I think that there, you know, I would, I would like to find somehow, some way to get rid of. Lee Smith. So, yeah, well, I had Tyler Croft as my another one I want to move on from. They actually have an out. It only cost you one point six in dead cap, and I appreciate the catch against the Steelers. And we'll go our separate ways. That's the only guy I would want to move on from. Uh, two other two guys, real quick: Levi Wallace, Robert Foster, both back. Yes, yep. Wallace especially. Yes. Okay, so that's our free agents. Dive in here, real quick. Um, we're about a little bit more than halfway through here. Options from other teams. Now, I have a list of guys. I have, you know, two, four. I probably have about 12 guys. I don't need to talk any more than 20 seconds, maybe tops, mm-hmm. on guys. I have a couple big ones, not big ones, but middle ones. And then a lot of my guys are actually filling guys. Yep, um, I have. Okay, so uh, when you're trying to go back and forth with the guy? Um, yeah, so – yeah, so I, you know that I wanted to touch on this one. So yeah, I got my, I got my one big fish. Yeah, phrase I like to use in fantasy football. Sure. Um, and it's Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. Obviously, I know a lot of Bills fans know about him, but to me, um, for anybody who's you know new to the you know we, not not a lot of people might not know my background. I am not. A big. I like the Brandon Bean school of free agency, and I like the judicious spending. Right. Judicious to me 
doesn't mean that I don't spend money. It means spend wisely, obviously. Right. So I'm not big on I like I hate what these teams do, like the Dream Team Eagles or the Giants. You know when they got you know Olivier Vernon and yeah, all know, those guys. Yeah, Max Harrison. I think that these contracts. Oftentimes, you you obviously by the end, it, you, like you're looking to get out of it, but you get one year if you're lucky, really. Two if you're really really lucky, but for the most part, it just never is worth it to me. But given this kid's age, I mean, this kid's going to be 25 years old at the start of the season. I think he turns 25 in sometime in the summer. Yeah, I mean, to me, like this would obviously Shaq would not be coming back if I if I got Yannick and Gakwe. Right. But to me, coach, he's he's a unicorn in terms of free agency. I mean, guys don't right. become available at, <clears throat> at at the caliber of player that he is in the age. Right. Like you could give him he might not get a five year deal just given how young he is. Right. But like he could get you could give him a five year deal, he's gonna be twenty nine heading into his his, his his third contract, a lot like what we talk about with, with Tremaine Edmonds. Right. But to me, this is a guy that I would 1,000% give a, a bag of deal to. I, and, yeah. And, I mean, he's even younger than Mario. He's a year younger than Mario was. Right. Um, well, the nice thing is, if you look at it. He's the perfect fit for the system. Right. I, I, I can't imagine. he. I don't think that they're getting everything they can out of him. Right, in Jacksonville, and and the guys had some. He's had eight sacks or more every year. Right. No, I, go- I agree. I think obviously the hesitation is always going to be you're giving because you're going to give that guy eighteen to twenty million dollars annually. Uh, that's just what he's going to get. He's going to get you know a ninety-five and up contract, million dollar contract. Period. Uh, someone's going to pay him that money. Um. So, you know, if you if you give him that amount of money, you know, clearly you got to front load the contract. Uh, and if you do, but you cut you cut Murphy. You well, don't you cut Murphy. Shaq. Don't bring back Shaq. I don't bring back Jordan Phillips. I get some rotational guys, you know, and whatnot. But I, I think that it can work. And the reason being is I don't have to pay Edmonds for another three years. You know, that's the guy that I ride that fifth year option with. So now all of a sudden I'm three years removed from the. In, uh, in Kake deal, and I have two years left. Maybe I can restructure and kick him an extra two years, kind of like what they did with Jerry Hughes being a 30 year old or 29 in Gake's case here. And then you can get a, a, an extra deal. I think they can make it work. I really do. And I think they can get Trey done too, right? Well, they can. Look, me, look, here look. you go. You, you have you have in is going to be now. Obviously, the, the question remains. When the time comes with Oliver, but you cross the bridge when you get to it. Yeah, I'm not. Wor- I have four more years. Right, your build, your building block is is him on the D line. Him and Oliver, the D line. The cap, the cap will go up. Edmonds and I- Milano, and then you have Hot or you have uh, White, Trey, and the and the bat. Yeah, I mean that's. See, sorry, sorry. I got no. I that's that's that's, that's, that's. I would. I would. Uh, yeah, I'd sign me up. Sign me up. And you know. As much as anybody, do I like to to dip Not my at all. toe in Not it? Not at all. Not at all. Um, so real quick, um, 
like people talk about I'd rather trade for Mike Williams or Mike Mike Evans or they talk about the receivers. But to me, like I like I know that that kid is a proven pass rusher in this league. Like I could I could yeah, I get Mike Evans, he'll probably work for me, obviously. But there's so much that goes into that with the quarterback and everything. Right. I know for a fact that with with my head coach that that I am getting everything every penny worth out of that kid because I know he's proven. Like right. he can go to any system and be a stud. And honestly, after after Chase Young, and we're not going to be anywhere close to Chase Young, there's not one three or four three defensive end edge guy that I like in the first round in this draft, frankly. I know that might be a little loaded of a statement, but I don't I'm not gonna draft Yitor Gross Matos right. and, and and think that I'm getting anywhere close to Yannick Ngakwe. Right. So I, I, I think that's like that that might be the move like that maybe that they I don't know who who knows if he, he even becomes available. Right. Uh, but like I'm not, I'm not doing that for Jadavion Clowney. I'm not doing that for Judon. The only other guy that I might consider, and it's a different position, is Bud Dupree. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I think Yannick's a better player. Um, oh yeah, no. Well, and so Bud would fit the Lorenzo spot to me. Yeah, I, I still think on he's gonna, he'll play way more than Lorenzo did on defense. Oh right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, Bud, Bud will. I would put him at defensive end, and, and just or he wants to stand up or put Get him on the yeah. ground. That's fine. But no, that's hey. Look, if if that's how they think that, look, if they feel this guy with the team that we have now can get us to the AFC Championship level type team, you do it because you have you have a four to five year gap right now that you have to go for it. You know, we talked about before the trade deadline, trading for Von Miller, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you, you have the opportunity right now with you don't have the quarterback contract. That, that's the biggest thing for the next four years is you don't have the quarterback contract. So, and who knows what happens with the new collective burden agreement. We can't talk about things that aren't even in existence yet. So um, I'm for it. I'm completely for it. A couple of guys that I think are the next step down potentially um, my middle of the road guys. Uh, I had Marcus Golden uh, from the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think again, just as a pass rusher, I, I I watched him play a decent amount because sadly the Giants were on a, a lot of primetime games. Guy's got a motor. He guy's got speed. He plays hard. Uh, he's twenty nine. I don't know how many sacks he finished with, but I want to say it was high single digits, if not double digit sacks. Again, a guy that don't have to give a ton of money to but I think that I can add him to the defense and he can help me get to the quarterback. So if I don't bring back a Shaq Lawson, uh, I don't bring back Jordan Phillips. I can replace him with a guy who's been around the league. Um, two other guys that are on that type of, uh, or play the same position, if you will, maybe a little bit different. I think Eric Armstead is going to get a big deal. Another guy that I would be intrigued for simply because of his age. I think he can play four, three defensive end. Um, you know, San Fran's probably yeah. not gonna let him walk. So, but again, a guy that I would—it's an option, right? These are options. San Fran might is gonna have to let one of those guys walk. Oh, they are, and obviously they say—they just drafted Nick Bosa. So again, it's the same thing well, with us now. Be Ford, right? Well, so you one, know, oh, good. Just 
sorry, finish that. Finish that. No, and the other guy, the, my other guy, again, this is this is a one-year deal type guy, maybe two-year deal, is Emmanuel Agba from the Chiefs, simply okay. because I think he's talented. I just don't think that he's been in the right situation. A 26-year-old can rush the passer. That's what I'm signing him for. He was so with Cleveland. Um, he, right. Well, no, he's with Kansas City now, but he's – Well, right, no, but I'm saying the bad – he had the right. bad, you know. So here, here, here's one thing that I'm going to say. Back, back to Ngakwe, and I have a couple of guys that I, I want to bring yeah. up real quickly too. But do you obviously Frank Clark had has had a hell of a postseason this year? Yeah, and he's been a difference maker. You can't deny that. I don't know really the city was doing. It seems like they literally moved on from D four because he jumped off sides. Right. Even though whatever, but do you think that Ngakwe? Would you rather give them? Do you think? And Gagway, A, is a better player than Frank Clark, and B, do you think he's worth it? And Frank Clark was a year older when, or two when he got his big deal last year. Right. Do you, do you think that Ngakwe is a better, more impactful player? I, I would give it to Ngakwe because I think, like you said, I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. Right. I, I don't think he's been coached all that very well in Jacksonville. Um, I think when he would, if he would come to Buffalo, he'd be coached a hell of a lot better. Um, he's going to play next to the other guys, you know, especially with a Shaq Lawson, maybe learn from a guy like Jerry Hughes, um, you know, the guys that he's going to be playing with. Yeah, sure. Jacksonville had a hell of a defense two years ago, but I mean, it literally was a year. They've fallen off hard. Um, you know, their general manager said that they, he thinks it's going to be relatively easy to sign Yannick. We'll see. I don't think Yannick wants to be there at I, all. I don't either. And, and that's what I think it is. I think, I think they, will be more able to because they obviously moved on from Ramsey. Right. God. But um, so a couple of my bargain bin guys. Yeah. Bargain bin. There you go. That I like to call. Um, so the first guy, you'll like this one. And I think that he can, you can get this guy on the cheap, not the cheap, but. A, can I guess? A, yeah. Take a guess. You, Vernon Butler. No. Ah. Close. Okay. Jaron Reed. Ah, I don't know about cheap, but I think sales going to get you. Going to pay him a little bit, but I love well, it. So he obviously had the monster year last year, right? But I mean, the guy was suspended this year. Yeah, I think he had three sacks this year, maybe. Um, but that's a guy that I mean, he's not. You, I can't imagine him getting more than Phillips. He probably should. I think he's probably the better player overall. Right. Well, he's younger. Um, yeah. But that would be interesting. That would be a guy that I would not break the bank for. But right, um, one a couple others. Yeah, got um, corner James Bradbury, Carolina. A Carolina, ah, the Carolina connection. Um, I think that he could be a guy that he obviously knows Sean's system. Could right. if you don't bring Kevin Johnson back, he could be a guy. Um, one of my guys, Mackenzie Alexander, um, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, it does the Xavier Rhodes has completely fallen off. I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, somehow got in the Pro Bowl. But go ahead. Yeah, um, I think McKenzie would be a, a good bar the bargain bin for sure. Yeah, um, and then just a couple couple other ones. Robert Quinn, maybe, okay. maybe one year deal. He had a good year this year with with Dallas. Sure. Um, and then a guy that I've always sort of noticed. I don't watch a ton of their games, but he always sort of you know flashed, popped, whatever. Is uh, Corey Littleton with the Rams? Okay, um, he could be that. He's probably more of 
like a weak side guy, but I think that he could you could stick him with where Lorenzo was. Right. Bottom with Neil, you know. Yeah. Um and then two other ones. Um my boy DJ Reader, we've talked about him. Yeah. Um he would be your, you know, he would be your plug one tech, even though I think you could kick him into to the three. Yeah. And another guy that, that I like too uh was Andrew Billings. He's your strict one, you know, no oh, yeah. one tech. Old, but, old Baylor. But I think he's a good player. So yeah. Well run stopper. Run stopper. No, all good stuff. All good guys. I, I don't I don't have any gripes about any of them. I would I would gladly uh take them all. Um some more bargain bargain bin guys. My bargain bin guys, maybe not a lot of them are bargains, but I, I had Vernon Butler. <laughs> Ironically, I think the connection, obviously, with, with Sean, but also uh, with their defensive line, Eric Washington coach, their D-line coach coming over. He's a free agent. Um, he's been hurt early on. I think he played decent this past year for them. Again, another guy just to add to the rotation if I lose a Jordan Phillips. Um, and they seem yeah. to work out well with getting these guys that, like a Kevin Johnson, you know, yeah, right. employees weren't first-rounders, but, right. I, you know, the talents there with Butler – Right. Just guys not being in the right fit or getting the opportunity. Exactly. So I would have no problem bringing in Vernon Butler at all. Another guy that I was, I was, and, and I remembered him and I saw him on the list. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I could, I could definitely hate this guy. If you remember watching the Baltimore game when they played the Titans, Kamale Correa, okay. linebacker, um, he reminded me of a younger Lorenzo. Just kind of, he doesn't look like he's going to kill you with speed or kill you with strength, but. He's just a good football player. He plays special teams. He can play linebacker. He can rush the passer. He can set the edge. He's 26 years old. Tennessee's got a lot of money. They got $51 million. Obviously, they have a couple of big contracts with Henry and Conklin coming up. Um, so, we'll see. Again, bargain bin. It's not even a bargain. I was, I'd give that guy a three-year deal. And he can be a guy that can be a core special teamer and also spot me, you know, rushing the passer and playing linebacker. Um Two guys that are certainly names or have been names in this league are uh, running backs, if this is the route they want to go. Um, Jordan Howard, I think, again, not a gigantic deal, but just in terms of the different pace back that they're looking for. Uh, Jordan Howard, 25 years old. Another guy, restricted free agent, would have to be, you know, not uh, – not resigned or not, you know, basically let allowed to resign elsewhere. Don't know if he's a Buffalo guy or not, but the talent and the home run ability, Kareem Hunt. Look, yeah, no, oh, I'm, sure. I'm not saying that he's a you know well, preacher boy, but at the same no. time, again, you get in the system, you get a part of it, you become a part of the process, get get your ass out of Cleveland as fast as well, you can. So you got to think. They knocked on the Antonio Brown door. Right. So I think that Sean and going into year four, I mean, if you've built it the way you wanted to, you can insulate a guy like that. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I would love, I would love Kareem Hunt. Right. Um, I would definitely would be more in on him than Howard. And I think he'd be cheaper. Right. Yeah. I have uh, I have four more guys. I'm going to run off three of them real quick. The one guy that I would kick around the idea, and again, this is not – he's not going to be instant, become my number one wide receiver, so don't think this. Tajay Sharp is a free agent. 
Okay. Again, I'm trying to take advantage of a team that I think has to pay other guys big money and might have to let somebody else go. Um, I think that he could give you – he could certainly be a, a top five guy. Again, yep. as I move on from – I don't bring back McKenzie or whatever it is. Uh, decent size. I think he's like 6'2", 200. Um, you know, I thought we you – know, given the opportunities, he's performed well for them. So, that's the guy. Three guys real quick because I did a little digging – Came up with my guys, special teamers. Always going to add them because you're going to lose them. Uh, Tyler Makovich from Pittsburgh, Miles Killebrew from Detroit, and JT Gray from New Orleans. Why I picked those three guys. JT Gray was the number one player this year in special teams tackles. Killebrew was number three. Makovich was number five. Uh, JT Gray is an exclusive rights free agent, so New Orleans would have to move on. Um, which I don't think that they will. Because probably be if you wanted to get younger um, from Stanford would be my guess. Exactly, yeah. So Killebrew is a linebacker. Mankiewicz is a linebacker. Again, these guys are not coming in to, to yeah. play on defense at all. They're, they're coming in to be depth and special teams. Um, Killebrew 26, Mankiewicz 27. So options, names to remember, big fish, little fish, you fish, my fish, whatever you want to say. Um those are guys that I think that we both think they could, uh, you know, be bills come middle of, of March or even longer after that. So, um, what do we want to do? We want to go through the senior bowl real quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, want to touch on that. Some guys that, uh, I'm looking, looking at you guys, you got your, uh, your eye on. Yeah. Um, and I, like you said early on in the show, I mean, Half their draft picks come out of this game. Um, for right. me, this is my favorite part of the pre-draft process for me. Like, I I love this week. Um, yeah. And what I've always said is, and it seems like every year, um, you know, more and more juniors declare for the draft. And I don't think any more juniors get drafted every year. It's just more and more come out. Um, so for me – um, if anything's being equal, I'm taking the senior player over the junior, you know, obviously with some of these receivers, you know, they, they leave after their junior year, you know, the, the right. and the lambs and in years past, you know, Sammy Odell, all these guys. But so for me, this is, this is, um, my favorite part of the dream pre-trap process. This is where a lot of guys get on my radar for me, you know? Mm -hmm. that I don't know or might might not know this is where I really discuss we I heard of Zay Jones you know and and Cooper Cup you know so right um so yeah so I got a couple guys I don't know what do you do you want to touch on anything with the with just the game in general no yeah like you said I mean you go down the list of guys that they've gotten from this from this week and I also think it's it's a uh file it away for later week it's a guy that potentially you know what he doesn't get drafted or is drafted and, and, and is cut from a team one or two years down the road and you and you kind of fall back and say hey i remember this guy from you know the 2020 senior bowl i this is how i liked him here's how he can fit and all of a sudden he's, he becomes a player for you so there's a lot of ways that this that, that, well, beneficial for this week obviously that's why they do it um yeah, I mean, that's basically what I have to say about the game. I, I broke mine down north and south. I'm not sure how you did it. Um, I have five guys on the north that I have my eye on, and I also have three guys in the south. 
Um, so I don't know if you want me to fire away or. Um, yeah, I didn't do it that way. So. Okay. That's fine. I can, I don't have the thing pulled up in front of me. I just did it based on, Hey, if people are going to watch this, you know, look for this guy on this side, this is just who I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, I, I, Truthfully, I have one big name player who is potentially going to be a first round pick, uh, or or probably should be a first round pick. Not, and you're probably going to go not crazy, but people are, might go crazy about it. But I think if this guy's available at 22, and if they don't bring back certain people, I would have no problem with them taking this guy if they think that they can add receiving help in the second and third round. Um, and I'll just say it: I, a guy that I've had my eye on for a long time the whole basically the whole season i love kinlaw from south carolina i think if you paired him next to ed oliver you're you're talking about two guys that will play next to each other for a very long time and he's a guy that i think is just all process he came from one of the worst backgrounds being homeless i don't think if anybody listened to the whole thing i just think that the kid is is a pure football player playing the best conference in football the SEC and look, no, not a great team, South Carolina, but he's just, I, I see him move and I see his traits and it's things that aren't duplicated all that often. I was going to say he's, he's a freak athlete to me. Right. Uh, and I, I, I don't think he's going to be there at 22, yeah. but if he was and my, my, say my, my number one receiver, say T Higgins is my guy. Right. And T Higgins gets selected. He, he is right. <laughs> he, right, he is right. You see, T's gone. T's done. He's a dolphin. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Kim Law somehow falls to me at, at twenty-two because I truly believe that Brandon Bean positions himself in the first round to take best player available. If Javon Kinlaw is available at twenty-second, he's probably the best player available. Um, I have no problem, you know, running across that water in front of the Bellagio in Vegas and making him a bill. Yeah, him, him, and another guy um, who is not going to be playing this week. He is a senior. Him and Derek Brown, yeah, are just two guys that I I just don't know what to compare them because they're like Derek Brown's six foot five, right? Playing deep, you know, and Kinlaw's pretty close too, right? I mean, right. yeah, no, he's he's probably six four, and they're both just in phenomenal shape. Yeah, for, oh no. They got, the guy's probably so round 315, 320, and he's he's chiseled. He doesn't have a gut. I mean, you look at Quentin Spain, who's 6'3", or 6'2", 320, and the guy's got a bowling ball in this, in, in this yeah. front. And yeah. You see this guy, he's the same, almost the same size, but a little bit bigger height-wise, and it's just fucking I, great. I would say that, and I think actually, I think Fulton pulled out, actually, now okay. that I but those two were the best two guys, the top two guys that were playing in this would be playing in this game, like right. top twenty picks. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So he's he's my number one guy in the south. Two other ones, real quick, from the south, and then I'll let you have it before I go to my north guys. Um, Jabari Zaniga from Florida, defensive end. Again, another guy. I'm always looking at pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could be a, a, a potential second, third, fourth round, maybe a fourth, maybe a little too high or low, however you want to look at it. Um, but again, uh, he's a big effort guy, uh, speed, conference he played in. Um, and then another one of his teammates, a guy that I actually talked to you about or mentioned to you the other day, is 
Len Michael P. Ryan from Florida, the running back. Again, maybe a third, fourth round pick, a guy that can, uh, you know, pair with Singletary. He's certainly not going to, you know, be a 12, 15 carry a guy uh, or a game uh, guy, but I think he would fit nicely with Singletary being uh, a spellback. Right. So, yeah, I had, I had P. Ryan as one of my guys too. Um, so I won't really add much on there. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, um, with my, um, so the number one guy, and I was very disappointed that I was looking forward to seeing this week was Brian Edwards. And it's unfortunate, um, that he's not playing. So when I actually wrote this is when I found out that he's playing. Um, so the guy that bumped up for me, um, and he's on the north, I believe, which doesn't make sense. But is, they split him uh, up. It's weird. Is Denzel Mims from Baylor? Um, okay. To me, this kid can sneak into the first round. He has the talent. He's got tremendous speed. I think he might run sub four five at the combine. Um, yeah. But he's just one of those guys. Um, I expect him to run a four five, but. Um, he's one of those guys, you talk about high point in the football. I mean, he's, he's tremendous. I, I watched, I watched a good amount of his games. Um, I definitely watched obviously the big 12 championship against Oklahoma. Um, wanted to watch that for CD Lamb too, but Mims has been a guy that I, that sort of caught my eye this year. Um, six foot four, you know, um, what we're looking for and Brian Edwards fits that role as well. Um, yeah. Uh, so Denzel Mims is my number one guy um, on the north. Okay. Um, I have three of Denzel Mims's uh, playing partners at this position, if you will, on the north side. Um, and then just a couple other um, north guys. There's one guy that I know you're going to talk about, so I'm going to hold off on him. Mm. Um, but – is the second guy that I have is Alton Robinson um, from Q. Sir. Yeah. Um, edge guy. I think he's a second round, a, you know, a, a second round pick all day. Um, watch a good, we watch a good amount of Q's. Um, and to me, he obviously had the, what, the monster year last year. Obviously, that's yeah. better. But I mean, you look at this kid, another one of these freak athletes. I mean, the, the length that his arms, you know, he bends, he, he has pass rush moves inside, outside. Um, to me, I think he would be a fantastic second round pick for us. Um, you know, uh, so Alton Robinson's a guy, obviously that I've seen, but I want to see him play in this game. Um, right. Competition. So. Sure. Uh, what do you think that, about him as a potential second round target if they go first round receiver? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like the drop off uh, that he had this year. He got he suspended said, or something too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm picking what 52nd, 53rd, something like that, 54th. I mean, that's, you know, I don't. If you were saying Alton Robinson, a top 50 guy, you know, I don't know. That's that's the question. I think that they could do that. They can get another guy that has. No, to answer your question, no. I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, pound the table and say, what, what the hell are you doing, Bean? I think they can go elsewhere. That's right. my opinion. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, but it's just, it's just my opinion. And actually, a guy that I like, 
I mean, second round maybe again maybe a little bit too too uh, high. Never know how this guy's going to test out. But another guy that I just think fits the mold of player that they look to build with um, and have on their team, uh, Kenny Willikis, if I'm saying his last name correctly, Willikis. Uh, he's from Michigan State, Big Ten. Boo, I know it's okay. Uh, he's an edge guy, uh, but he's. I've seen a couple different things on him, and he just seems like <laughs> Sean would love this kid. I I just think that you know that's that's a guy that to watch out for. He he fits what Sean is looking for from his defenders, especially his defensive linemen. All effort. I mean, go go. Side on the sideline, doesn't stop. Um, I'm not sure his sack numbers this year at Michigan State, but. Uh, he's been a, a couple year starter for them, uh, for the Spartans. Two, okay, so three guys that they have in the north. Okay, so you mentioned Mims as a wide receiver. Um, again, not that I. It depends on where these guys are going to go. I like the size that all three of these guys have. Michael Pittman from USC, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame, and AGG Antonio Gandy Golden from Liberty. Yes, Liberty. Um, all these guys are at least six four and up. Uh, maybe Claypool might be 6'3", uh, but big bodies, high point to football, sneaky speed with all of them. Um, and I just think that with, again, you're talking about potentially, I think you're really reaching with a second-round pick, but these are all mid-round picks here. And that's where a lot of these guys are going to be. Like you said, there's really not a lot of number, you know, first-round picks in this game. So all three of those guys are the body type in which we're looking for. I like Claypool a lot. The more I uh, watch him, he's physical as all hell. He has no problem lowering his shoulder. Um, you know, so again, I, that's the guy that third, fourth round pick. Go ahead. My biggest issue with Claypool is I have I have some doubts, and I need to see more. I got to dive into it a little bit, but it's just him being able to separate at the next level. To me, right. I have a tough time seeing him. I, I don't know if he's going to run, you know, a, you know, in a sub four, six. Right. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, um, but, you know, and, and I like, I actually like Pittman a lot. I like the size. I think he's very good with high point of the football when the ball's in the air, what a lot of these guys are. Um, I don't know if he's projects as a number one. And obviously you're not going to draft a guy at that spot to be number one. He would be that. Right second guy that you would add so he would right. be nice right i actually like him more than most usc usc receivers yeah in years past same um but i think that agg has something there and i think that he could be a brandon marshall out of nowhere guy right i, I think i put him more in the mims edwards category of guys that would be available in this game um, for for guys that I think that could emerge, you know, two years down the road, three years down the road, yeah, number one guys. I really believe that. Like another guy, Colin Johnson. I didn't write him down, but right. another guy. He's just massive. He's six seven. I mean, I really have a hard time seeing that kid separating at the. He might be a tight end, right? Like so, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. It's it's. You know, obviously the question mark with AGG is the level of ball that he played, you know, playing at Liberty. 
Um, and that's why this game is so big for a guy like him is because he can say, okay, hey, yeah, I went up against guys from the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I don't think he's he has a ton of speed. But, again, I'm not drafting that guy to be my burner. I'm drafting that guy to, to you know, it's it's second and 12, and he's going to get a 15-yard post, and Powell picks it out of the air. When, when I'm drafting a guy that's the, the quote-unquote big receiver for me, the 6-3 and up, mm-hmm. they got to run – they like even if they run a low four six, I don't mind. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like they they just they got to be able to get open to me. That's the biggest issue with with some of these guys. Um, right. You know, James Hardy. You know, um, right, right. So to me, like those, those three guys to me, like I I think Mims will run in the four five, and I think Edwards will run in the four fives, and I think Golden will too. So right. to me, like. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it, and just because you run a, four, you know, you still got to get the separation. But to me, um, those guys, if I were to, if I were to put my money on it, I think that I think actually, you know what? I think honestly, I think um, um, the uh, Pittman, I think he might run in the four or fives. No, oh, yeah. So again, sneaky speed with all three of the I, sneaky. I think that. You watch the film, it's like, okay, he's big. I don't see him moving that fast. And then all of a sudden, okay, wow, he can, you know, he can pull away a little bit, especially Pittman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's who I, I did have an interior offensive lineman. Nick Harris from Washington can play center and both guard spots. Um, he kind of was a guy that I uh, read a little bit about prior to, you know, this week. And, um, you know, I got to looking for a, a mid-round Lyman pick to add to the to the pot, if you will, mm. you know, by all means. But my last two guys were two of your boys, um, Terrell Lewis, uh-huh. Ernie Jennings uh, from Bama. Yep. Uh, I think Terrell Lewis is is a really intriguing guy. I think he would be a. Both those guys would be Lorenzo replacement level type players. Yeah. Um. To me, Lewis, I, I, you know. Obviously, you're you're a big Bama guy. We all everybody watch, watches Bama. If you watch college football, um, obviously he was hurt last year. He missed the whole year last year, right? Correct. Yeah. So I mean, he was a guy that you know probably might have you know had he had more tape and he could have he could be a first round guy. Oh, he has the athleticism. He has the talent. It's I don't. Just, I don't think there's a question that he can't come in the league and be a at least a six to eight set guy. Right. And he Rushing just fits that he's that body type, that 6'3", 250, 255. Right. That that perfect, you know, stand up edge guy. Um, so I I think I think he would be a guy that I would look at in the second round if I go wide receiver. Um, and same with Jennings, but I think Lewis obviously gives you a little bit more of the juice rushing the passer. Right. Yeah, no, those are another two guys. Like you said, not a lot of people don't watch Bama. So, you know, those are names that potentially they might be, uh, uh, you know, will ring bells for folks. And, yeah, like you said, those might be second-round picks. Uh, Lewis, I think, more than Jennings, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because people see the talent. People see, okay, hey, he, he has traits. Both should test out pretty well. Lewis definitely will test out very well. Uh, Burn, he's healthy, which I'm pretty sure at the end of the year healthy. Um, 
But yeah, no, obviously it's you know it's gonna be a fun uh, fun game. We'll see how these guys perform. Like I said, it's it's definitely a game that you that can help guys that you don't think all of a sudden can do something, do it, and it's like wow, okay, you're and you're doing it against other guys who are you know trying to enter the league um, because you know you can do it against uh, you know Wofford, um, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. <laughs> so man, um, really like their new director that Jim Nagy, I remember the guy they had before, but I like the way that I follow Nagy on Twitter. I don't know if you do, but I do. Yeah. He, um, he's really good follow because he keeps you updated on the guys, like kind of what they're looking for. And I like the way he, he views this. He goes, we're the 33rd NFL franchise. Like we do the same. Yeah. Say this. And he's been, I think this might be his third year doing this now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Second or third. Um, but, um, he approaches it like he says, like the 33rd NFL franchise, like the things that the NFL teams are looking for or what we want to have in this game. Um, and I, I, I think that I think that he's really taken it to another level just in the last two years, just in terms of like, obviously it's, it's disappointing when you don't get a Derek Brown, you know, who just didn't commit because Derek Brown was a top 10 pick going into this year. Right. And a top 10, you know, a top first round pick had he come out last year, you know, so he had right. to prove. I would like to see those guys, obviously Burrow, you know, but, you know, yeah, it's it. more of an opportunity. So, right. Exactly. Exactly. So. All right, but hey, good one. A <laughs> little long. <laughs> That's all right. It's okay. People can get through it. Uh, a lot of people love this shit nowadays. It gets you to the winter, those cold days. Uh, well, if you're listening in the Northeast. If you're in Baghdad, bless your heart. Um, but yeah, no, good show. Let's um, we'll do one next week before the Super Bowl. Maybe talk a little bit about more uh, free agents, if you will. You know, we kind of covered a lot of that um, reaction to the Senior Bowl. Um, we'll talk a little Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah, re- you know, yeah. Obviously, obviously that's going to be the the cooler talk for at least uh, you know three or four days after Sunday. So enjoy the game. Oh, uh, real quick, who? Uh, Oh wait, no. You want to pick the Senior Bowl? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna pick the Super Bowl, thinking it's this Sunday. It's yeah, next Sunday. one more week. So we'll do a little. We'll obviously. Talk hey, I, I will say this. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Team Bruce for the, for the uh, Pro Bowl. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah. I like. You know? it. I like it. Three so, guys, right, three Pro Bowlers. Three? Yeah, no, three. Because uh, uh, Roberts just got in. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, bud. Good show. See you next week.